but but it's about mindset too, right? You have to go into it or know that even if it's not a shining, glowing review, you have to go into it knowing that, okay, I, I will find something to take away from this. You know, again, I just think that there are unfortunately a lot of situations where it's just people hating because yeah. they want to hate for, you know. Yeah, I, I think I remember the first times saying... Uh, similar to you know maybe a podcast review and i'm talking about maybe the hundred dollar mba show which is fortunate it has a lot of thousands of, of positive reviews but there were some negative reviews here and there <laughs> which were really hard to um to kind of stomach in the beginning and but if i take it back to say the software with an uninja seeing those first negative reviews I, I remember those first ones were really hard i remember you know yeah being upset three two one mm-hmm. okay three two one Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. Get ready for a candid convo with us, Nicole and Kate. Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Big dive today. Big dive. Big dive. I'm very excited for you. I know you are going away soon on your... Oh, I'm going to be doing some big dives too into <gasps> pools in Mexico. <gasps> Bachelorette time. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. So uh, my bachelorette party is coming up. By the time this episode goes live, I will have already come back from it, um, but I'm not there yet, <laughs> but I'm very excited. Me and five of my closest girlfriends are getting a suite at the Hyatt um, in Cabo. Oh. I've never been to Cabo. I've been to lots of places in Mexico, but never Cabo. Um, and I'm so excited. I can't wait. We're doing a spa day. It's an all-inclusive, so we're not going to have to worry about anything. I don't plan on leaving the resort the entire time. Oh, my god! <laughs> I'm gosh. so excited. Oh, I want to be there. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Oh. Thanks, friend. You've got friends coming from everywhere, right? Yeah. So we are coming a bit. Well, I have one other girlfriend coming with me from Puerto Rico, my future sister-in-law from Maine. And then actually my other three girlfriends all coming from San Diego. Oh, okay. But yeah, we do kind of have like the, we have the U.S. kind of like (laughs) cornered. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to hear. I'll I'll be following. Are you going to be posting on Insta? Oh, definitely. (laughs) We'll do, we can do a little, a fun little recap when I get back. Mm-hmm. Yay. Uh-huh. Yeah, actually, given today's topic, that is kind of interesting. You asked me about posting on Instagram, which I'm definitely going to do, but I don't know. Sometimes I feel like posting on Instagram, social media in general, and just kind of like what I do in my personal life. I, I guess I think about it a little bit different now than I did maybe 10 years ago. I don't know if you feel that way too. It's the story of my life when it comes to social media. Do I? Don't I? How much to share? It's it's a constant struggle. 
I, I often yeah, it's a like, part of like owning a business and, you know, kind of at least having a certain part of the population look at you as kind of like an authority figure. You're like, oh, OK. All right. <laughs> I remember when I changed my Instagram account to being a public account versus being a mm. private account. Mm-hmm. I distinctly remember that decision and going, oh, oh, I don't know about this. But yeah, okay. <laughs> was yours always public? Yeah, I don't think mine was ever private. Um, but I do get a lot of notifications that are like, change this to a business account, or you know, mm. and and that I I haven't done because I'm like, no, I want this to be personal. Right. <laughs> so then it's almost like becomes okay, wait a second. No, I still want some personal stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on my on the recent trip that I took to Tasmania, I was intentional about, okay, I'm going to share more of, of what's going on yeah. via some stories. Um, and primarily, I know, because, you know, you, you had said, you know, I'll be looking forward to sharing. And friends had, you know, had said similar things too. So I felt like, okay, it's almost like they want it follow along on the journey so I'm doing it totally to share. I was really looking forward to it <laughs> but there was always a few doubts you know every time of like oh who's gonna see this and um you know yeah or I'm, like our customers <laughs> gonna be like oh look at you having all this fun I need help <laughs> right because I know that a lot of our um customers for Women on Ninja are followers of my account yeah and so yeah. Yeah, you kind of think about uh, the implications of putting all your stuff out there, which, Kate, brings us back to today's <laughs> chat, yes. which I'm really, really looking forward to chatting about the implications that come with being a business owner or having some sort of public facing persona, a platform, an audience. It doesn't matter the size. Mm -hmm. There are implications there, aren't there? Recently, we had a conversation on cancel culture, and since that recording, quite a few related and significant events have happened in the media that I know we're going to be wanting to talk about today. Mm -hmm. It was almost like the media was teasing us. They're like, oh, you just talked about this. Let us drop a bunch of stuff out there. <laughs> right. And funnily, to kick us off, I wanted to share an example that's a little more removed, I suppose, from the everyday. And that's a news piece from my news buddy, a.k.a. husband, who shared uh, <laughs> my trusty... So that you guys share articles. <laughs> my trusty news buddy. After we chatted, he shared with me an article on... Um, apparently, Elon Musk discovered that a Twitter account was following and tracking the movements of his private jet. And, of course, he requested it mm. to be taken down as opposed to security risk. Mm -hmm. mm. And the owner of that account was a 19-year-old guy who jokingly, jokingly in air quotes, asked Elon for a Tesla Model 3 in exchange for taking down the account. <laughs> the, the cheek, right? Elon offered yeah. him $5,000 and then the guy countered with, I'll do it for 50000 that, that whole article and like the way that that exchange was described got me kind of fired up. I'm like, who is this kid? Is this 19 year old? If I think back to when I was 19, to have the nerve to do something like that, oh my gosh. That, that blows my mind. And I know, like, we might dismiss this example as, oh, well, those are the consequences of the rich and famous. But 
you know, today I think we want to unpack some examples where even if you're nowhere near the level of fame and fortune of, of someone like Elon, you're kind of still subjected or vulnerable when it comes to being maybe taken advantage of or being treated in a way that feels kind of removed from real life interactions, which I suppose speaks to a little bit of the hesitations um, of sharing things publicly that you might think could be misconstrued, misunderstood or taken out of context, even if it's as simple as I'm a business owner and I'm away on a vacation and how is that being read or mis, you know, or interpreted yeah. by our customers? <laughs> right, right. Oh gosh, and the, like you, you give the Elon example, which to your, like, like you already said, you know, it's a, it's a very high level example, but I think it's a great example of like where his jet goes is really nobody's business and the seeming like authority of this 19 year old kid who's like i'm gonna create a twitter and let everybody in the world and whoever wants to know exactly where it is like that seems like quite a violation to me (laughs) right you think so but i think we're just so easy to just say well you know that's the price of 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 fame or that's the price of yeah being someone like him. Hmm. I've thought this a lot too after watching um, documentaries of like singers mm. and just what they encounter as a result of their fame. Like mm. I watched a Taylor Swift documentary and I thought it was such an interesting look from her perspective of what, you know, becoming so famous has you're kind of put into this arena that you're like, wait a second, I wanted to inspire people and sing because I love to sing. But now all of a sudden, there's like all these other things that like, I don't really want. And yeah, yeah, exactly. We say like, oh, well, that's the price of fame. But I don't know. I I just wonder, like, could it be different? Or I don't know with like social media and everything if that's possible, but there, Paris Hilton is another example. Mm-hmm. Like I watched her documentary, and you know, incredibly, uh, like I was inspired by it actually for like how strong and and confident and and all of these things she was. But she also is so transparent about how many struggles she's had going mm-hmm. through. You know, people judging her and everybody just feels like they can attack from, you know, the stands, like that quote of like, whoever's in the stands doesn't deserve to be talking about who's in the arena or whatever that quote is. Yeah. yeah. I've very much butchered that, but you know which one I'm talking about. (laughs) Do you know the um, show, the YouTube show by Jerry Seinfeld, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? I love Jerry so much. I I love how we're on first name basis with these people as well. (laughs) Jerry, if you're listening, we love your show. (laughs) But there's there's an episode, I think this might come up a couple of times, but I distinctly remember one uh, comedian that he's interviewing and they're out obviously getting coffee. And as always, you know, people are on the street someone recognizes Jerry, they stop, they take their phones out and you've got, you know, a crowd kind of forming before they're going into the cafe. And one of the comedians, I can't remember which one it was, had said, you know, doesn't that bother you? Like, isn't it annoying? And I just, and he answered in this very just calm and humble and nonchalant kind of way. It's like, what's the big deal? You know? So they want a Mm. photo. I mean, that's, 
it's 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 expected they know who i am if that's the price i have to pay um for you know for for what i've achieved or i can't remember i don't want to put words into his mouth but yeah yeah you know it's like this is par for the course this is going to happen and it's a small price to pay but i know i haven't watched you know the taylor swift documentary or, or the paris hilton one there's obviously examples where it's um it gets taken to a level where the violation of privacy, the security risks, all of that, um, mm-hmm. you know, goes to a point far beyond just someone taking out their phone and just snapping a photo. Yeah. But I do think it's really interesting if we like carry this a bit closer to home. John and I kind of joke sometimes it's like we'll go to a podcast conference, like podcast movement, and in that atmosphere, a vast majority of people who are there know who we are mm-hmm. and they're familiar with our business and they either have listened to us at one point or listen to us regularly and they know a lot about us and you'll have people come up to you and say, oh my gosh, you don't know me, but I feel like I know you. And that's all, you know, very I feel great about that because we launched the podcast to inspire people and, and we get to meet those people in person who have been inspired by it and, and who have done big things in their own life as a result, started their own business, been able to quit their job, you know, all of these incredible things. Um, but then, you know, we walk outside of that conference and people are like, who are these two? Like, get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> but but it is interesting that in, in certain respects, you know, you do carry some of those same uh, responsibilities, I guess, Um, or maybe not responsibilities. I guess there are certain consequences still of, you know, we talked a little bit about thinking twice about what you post on Mm. social media or, you know, how just how you handle everyday things that maybe you never really thought that you were going to have to (laughs) wonder like, oh, should I do this or not? Mm. Like, share a blog post or publish something an idea an opinion piece yeah and Mm. I think with the cancel on the heels of our cancel culture episode too that you know that is even uh exemplified a little bit because you know there are certain things that I've thought like oh yeah I mean that would be a great topic to talk about but then you go through this whole almost seems like a checklist of Mm. like let me make sure I'm not going to get attacked for anything here and you like check the little boxes Um, but that's kind of just like a strange way to run a content business right like it almost doesn't seem like you should have to do that but at the same time like you do kind of have to do that I don't know well you had a you had a friend that experienced kind of this, I don't, I, I, I'll let you describe it um, because you were a bit closer to the story than I was. But, you know, I, I heard about the story and then I listened to that episode that she put out. But do you want to kind of talk about that? I mean, I think that's kind of a good example of just this. Right. So after that episode on, on cancel culture, I learned about someone who I would consider a friend online. Uh, I've met her um, at conferences. Uh, I've been even interviewed on her podcast. Uh, We spent a weekend at a retreat together. Her name's Angela Henderson, and she's awesome. She's a business coach for women. She's up in, like, uh, Brisbane. And she recently published a piece on a large publication here in Australia called the Mamma Mia Network, massive media outlet. 
huge audience, huge following. And she was, she published a piece on how she outsources her home life, um, to, to allow her to, you know, spend more time with her family and, uh, Pay, be more available for her business and she just basically shared a story of how much it actually costs her to to outsource certain tasks uh, a housekeeper a gardener uh, and, all, and all of that and she was so proud of this piece because the publication is huge and it was you know a real honor for her to be able to to to, to publish this article and immediately after it was published um, she posted about the thousands upon thousands of negative comments and hate that this piece got. And I just found myself, you know, I don't normally um, spend a lot of time in these sorts of comments and and negative threads and all of that, but this was someone that I knew and Mm -hmm. she posted, you know, a very personal piece after saying how much it hurt her and the impact of seeing so much negativity and hate hurled towards her, her family. Um, She described a lot of just the misunderstanding, the misinterpretations that kind of, yeah, for the first time I kind of found myself probably because it's someone that I know, but really going into these, these threads and these comments and reading what people had said. And it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. Which what a terrible feeling as somebody who's just trying to like share and be helpful and like transparent about what they do and mad props to her for outsourcing what she can so that she can spend more time with her family and work on her business like those seem like very awesome things to do. (laughs) Um, And to have that type of backlash and and hate thrown at you is like, to me, that just seems crazy. And and it it was crazy. And it, and it, it it was, it spanned the spectrum of nitpicking, pedantic, tearing apart of, you know, her use of the word asking for help, as opposed to paying for help, that level of, you know, semantical nitpicking, all to, you know, to issues on, you know, gender issues, her, the role of her husband, um, all sorts of, all sorts of accusations. Um, And a lot of the comments were around money, which Mm. was another thing that she pointed out which was something she pointed out um, in her comment, in her post afterwards, realizing how mm-hmm. triggering money is as a topic. Um, yeah. Very sensitive, you know, the, a lot of the backlash, I'd say a lot of the readers were Australian um, readers. I'm, I'm sure there were, there were international readers as well, but um, a lot of the attacks were on that use of money and, oh, if I had $1,400, uh, if only I had $1,400, all of this kind of attack on her use of her, how she spends her money, which I found really interesting because if you, if I take this from the perspective that, or if I'm assuming that a lot of these readers are Australian and also if you take it, 
if you understand that these readers are on a computer device, a mobile device reading right. uh, this article, <laughs> there's already a lot of privilege just in that scenario. Right. The fact that you have the luxury to, you know, read a post online and comment on your device that's connected mm-hmm. to the internet. Like if we're going to go and, and, you know, tear apart, you know, these, the, the reaction, it's like, it's really all perspective, isn't it? Her, you, you know, yeah. their reaction to her use of how she spends fourteen hundred dollars is a, is the perspective of someone who yeah okay is in quite a, a comfortable situation here in Australia, um, and that you know is not the same for someone who's in you know much more impoverished situation. Yeah, mm. yeah well, I, like something that struck me just when you told me about the story and what had happened, and then you shared with me the podcast episode that she recorded and and the post that she wrote in response to that, uh, I believe she called it the worst 36 hours in my business, mm-hmm. uh, something very similar to that. We'll link it up in the show notes. So anybody who wants to um, reference that can, but I felt like sometimes I feel kind of weird saying that I feel proud because I'm, I'm not trying to like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how that, I, mm-hmm. I don't mean it to come off like that, but I was like, you go girl. Mm-hmm. I thought that her response to it was just unapologetic. This is who I am. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I work really hard on my business. And if I want to, how I choose to spend my money is completely up to me. And like, P.S., I was sharing this as like an inspirational like way to help people, not <laughs> for people to judge me for making personal decisions. But so, yeah, I was like, I thought that her response to it was admirable. And a thousand percent. She just the that to have that strength, like you said, to. To not cower away because it would be so easy. Mm-hmm. And I think there's examples after we po- after we published the cancel culture episode. I had friends reach out, um, sharing articles of really tragic stories where celebrities have been cancelled. You know, very extreme situations where the result is is you know someone taking their mm-hmm. life for goodness sake, right? Oh, so to gosh. be, a, it's just it's so sad. And and I mean, you know, this this topic is is huge, but. You know, if we take it back to her response to defend and to have that strong conviction, I, I you know, like you, I, I just admired her so much because I just, my heart went out to her. Mm-hmm. That kind of collective dumping on someone, like, you know, it's just, it's mind blowing how people would just participate in something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It really does beg the question, like, who are you who are you to think that you can just like judge this person that you don't know you've literally read one article that you probably have taken way out of context and i i mean it's just like blows my mind mm-hmm. but i mean back to i i guess the bottom line though is that it, we're all open to this right mm-hmm. because we are online and we do create content and we do put stuff out there. And it's kind of like once you hit publish, it's open for anyone to have any type of opinion Mm. that they want about it. And I guess that that's just kind of one of the consequences of, but like, 
when you say consequence, even or, or when I just said it right now, I think sometimes it holds a negative connotation. And mm. like, I actually don't. There is a lot at stake, clearly, like Angela's story is a great example of that. But like on the flip side of that, you have to be able to focus on the good that it does and Mm. the positive impact that it has because hate comments and and like ganging up on people and, and all of this stuff, like, of course, nobody wants that. But it oftentimes gets focused on way more than like maybe some of the incredible, amazing things that are coming from something like that, right? I mean, uh, I think it's always polarizing. I think we, we mentioned this in the cancel culture episode as well about that polarizing divide. So as much hate and negativity as she got, there was fortunately people who were on her side. I don't think it Mm-hmm. It cancels out the negativity. I'm not saying that, um, but it was it was great, like you're saying, to be able to see that there is the good that comes out of it. Um, again, I was following. I was I was in in the comments, and I saw one of um, one of her friends, someone comment that, and, I, and this really stood out to me. She shared, "I believe it's important we all share openly about what we do and don't do as women and business owners, so we can kill off this superwoman or has it all, does mm. it all image." So yeah. I thought that was a great comment, and you know, showing how important and valuable her contribution was. Totally. Because if we, if we don't stand, going back to our finding our voice, if we don't speak up, if we don't share honestly and candidly um, what we do and what we don't do, then, yeah, where does it either perpetuates this, like yes. this woman said, the superwoman image or, and so, it, and so, Having said that, I think people's reactions can be so one-sided and not mm-hmm. and not see both and so sides. like immediate like mm-hmm. knee jerk mm-hmm. like it, I mean I highly doubt that a big part of the percentage of people who commented on that actually took the time to step back and think about like mm-hmm. what in the a bigger picture or overall like what an article like that could represent, you know, they instead decided to focus in on one like super triggering mm-hmm. thing. And yeah, I mean, I don't know to pull back. I've heard that um, actors don't read reviews of their mm. movies. Have you heard that? Yeah. Some, mm-hmm. a lot of actors will do that. They won't read their, they won't read the critics reviews or they won't read the comments. Yeah. And I thought I, and I, when I think of that, how easy is it for someone, say at Angela's level, who she's got, you know, a very large audience here, massive, you know, a community, a substantial community that she's built here in, in Australia and, and overseas. How, if you would put yourself in her shoes, like how easy is it to stay away from that negativity and not read it? Obviously, she did read what people had said and it mm-hmm. did affect her. I mean, I'm not, I'm saying is the solution, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm pondering is the solution just to ignore, you know, mm. once you do put some content out there to not pay any attention to, to the negativity because uh, there are people that are benefiting from the content that you put out there. Right. I mean, I think there comes a certain point where, you know, if you imagine there are 
whatever, a hundred negative comments, you probably don't need to go read every single one of them, right? Mm-hmm. You probably get the gist. And and not speaking about Angela's situation in particular, but just in general, you know, there maybe there are situations where seeing or reading or hearing different viewpoints could be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might learn something from that, right? Um, yeah. Again, I'm not talking about her story in particular. Um, I agree with that. Like I think about, um, for example, as a software business, am I not going to read negative reviews on the software? Right. I feel that, like there's a lot to learn and, and be able to grow from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I feel that way about, I, I remember when I launched my first podcast, I, I actually got a handful of quite bad reviews saying, you know, like, oh, she's just repeating everything that John has taught. And she doesn't know what she's talking about. And right. comments like she's, she's just reading blog posts. And I'm like, yeah, but this is an audio blog. Like, that's what I said I was going to do. <laughs> but I do think that there, you know, for me, that was actually helpful to it hurt to read that stuff. I didn't like it. But it helped me it pushed me to be better at, at what I was doing. You know, mm. I did get to a point where I was reading a blog post, but I was able to go off script a bit more because Mm -hmm. I was, you know, becoming a better speaker. And there were times when maybe I I did say something exactly how John would have said it. And I started saying it the way I wanted to say it and the way that, you know, resonated with me. And so I do, I do think that there are um, certain scenarios where, but, but it's about mindset too, right? You have to, you have to go into it or know that even if it's not a shining, glowing review, you have to go into it knowing that, okay, I, I will find something to take away from this. Um, you know, again, I just think that there are unfortunately a lot of situations where it's just people hating because they want to hate, yeah. for, you know. Yeah, I, I think I remember the first times saying uh, – similar to, you know, maybe a podcast review and I'm talking about maybe the $100 MBA show, which is fortunate. It has a lot of thousands of of positive reviews, but there were some negative reviews here and there, (laughs) which were really hard to, um, to kind of stomach in the beginning. And, but if I take it back to say the software with an Uninja, seeing those first negative reviews, I I remember those first ones were really hard. I remember, you know, being upset, but like you said, the, the mind, you develop a mindset around, um, what can I take from this? What can I learn from this? You also develop the mindset of this is part of the course, you know, this is going to happen. It, 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 you know, you have to accept it. Um, and then I also like to think Teflon, just let it slide off. <laughs> 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 but it takes with time. I think it gets better or it gets better. It gets easier. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's not to say that that we have to accept um, and endorse like this world that we live in now, which is, you know, so open to, to hate and this critics. Critic. Everyone's a critic. Everyone's right? a critic. Everyone's a hater mm-hmm. and everyone's a critic. Right. Like when you talked about when we go back to Angela's example, the, I always refer to the armchair accountant, you know, the person on the yeah. sideline that's telling you how to, how to spend your money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where does that come from? Right. Right. And not 
necessarily just oh well this is the state i think we we can choose not to participate um to mm-hmm. to a certain extent um well i think the mindset too is you name several of them that are all incredibly helpful and i totally agree with that and i think in addition it's the mindset that like you for every like negative comment or thing that you read, you probably have hundreds of people who have given you great feedback and praised what you're doing. And it's easy to pick out the negative ones because those ones hurt. Mm. But when you have loads of positive ones, it's a little more like, okay, this person was having a bad day. Um, Something that I said triggered them. And that's one person of hundreds or thousands Mm -hmm. of people who love what you do. And I think that that's important because as online business owners, you know, in the, in our particular situation, like we're doing this because we want to make a positive impact and we want to help people. And if we're letting negativity prevent that, then it's like that, that negativity wins. Right. right? And also again, what was so admirable about her response that she, that she put, uh, published as as a podcast episode, not wavering in her conviction, like being being sure about this is the message, mm-hmm. this is my belief, this is my opinion, uh, this is how I believe it's helpful. Because I think when you are a business owner, when you have a platform, when you have a voice, the, those doubts creep in. I don't know if you've how you've experienced this, but you will experience the doubts. Is this right or I'm not sure about this or then that negativity, that criticism makes you question your belief and conviction conviction. And I think you just need to come back to a self-awareness where you, you're, you know, you're like, well, this is, this is what I believe and I'm going to stand by it Mm -hmm. in spite of, you know, some, some Mm -hmm. negativity or some criticism. Well, and I think having that support system and those people that you know you can go mm. to for those conversations is really important because when if you know if you do find yourself in a situation or a scenario where that black hole like gets you quick, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> um, you know, going down that rabbit hole of comments or whatever it might be, or just in your own mind, like you said, that imposter syndrome will just go on forever and ever and ever. Um, I think it's really important that you have those people, you know, you can go to, to say like, Hey, I need to talk about this or like, Hey, can, can you give me some feedback or some advice or whatever it might be? Have a conversation with me. Um, it's really helpful. So I guess along those lines, Nicole, I like, we've talked about, you know, kind of like bigger picture, you know, Elon Musk, we've talked about Angela's story that you shared, you know, we've talked about a few examples ourselves of um, just kind of how you are a little vulnerable and um, certainly open to these types of, you know, attacks or threats or reputation damage or or whatever it might be, Um, regardless of the size of your audience. It's just just something that comes with putting yourself out there, right? So it, it is a it's something that you carry when you do that. But I'd like to hear from you. I mean, do you think it's worth it? I think it is because I think of the alternative. I think it's a choice, right? I think everything we do is, is ultimately mm-hmm. a choice. 
Um, and if we go back to Brene Brown, um, being in the arena versus being in the in the stands, mm. that's that's a, it's it's a great um, metaphor because it's very it's very visual and it's a very clear choice. I either sit in the stands or I'm either out there in the in the arena, and that comes with you know with its own set of challenges, but there are other people there, right, with you. So, so you know, that mm-hmm. support network mm-hmm. is there to lean on um, in, in times when it does get tough. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. It's a choice. It's a choice of if I want to share something, if I believe something's important, if I want to put a product out there in the world, if I want to put some content out there in the world, and it can be as simple as I'm going to share an Instagram story of a trip that I'm on right now so my friends can feel like they're following along, as simple as that to creating a product which has potentially some flaws and and kinks to iron out, whatever it may be, then yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. It's almost like when when I was asking that question, I thought, well, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're both here, right? <laughs> and I do think that, you know, I go back to the beginning of my journey and being very self-conscious anytime I'd put something out there that was public facing and always being reminded that you know, if you are passionate about something, if you feel you have something to share that can be a positive impact for other people, that you almost have a response. That's your responsibility mm-hmm. to share that. And, you know, I think that Angela's story and, and the point that you brought up about, you know, this is showing that women are incredible and, and they can run businesses and they can be moms and they can be wives and they can be all of these things, but they don't have to carry yeah. everything, you know, breaking down that superwoman facade, as you said, but yeah. But not, I don't want to say that your question wasn't a valid one because it is a super valid one. And it, and I think as Angela titled her episode or the post the worst 36 hours the flip side of oh yes it's worth it I have something to share it's important I want to it's a choice I'm making I'm signing up for this quote unquote the flip side is that you're still a human being with the vulnerabilities of Mm. a human and those things are going to take they can take their toll they they have their price and it's not as easy as well this is what I signed up for I I don't think it can be just as easily dismissed and Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's so important to not just dismiss and say oh well that's Elon you know so what someone's following his private jet around as easy as it is to dismiss that for some reason that is the same on another spectrum of just oh well that's just her opinion I can hate on it and it's not going to have any consequences of course it's going to have consequences Mm -hmm. and then the more you know you pile on in number then the worse the consequences are going to be and why would you not think that every single individual contribution or participation in hate, in criticism is not going to have an impact. It is. So I think your question is, is, is valid because there are times where you might think, oh gosh, 
the alternative is not to be out in the arena, is to be out in the stands and you might not be the right. person flinging any abuse or criticism or hate, but you're also not experienced, you know, not vulnerable mm-hmm. to it either. Mm-hmm. Having said all that, Kate, I hope you'll still be sharing with us your bachelorette trip to Cabo via the socials. <laughs> Yes, indeed. I will be in the arena for that for sure. I'll be throwing flowers and cheering you on. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, that's just it. You have fans up in that and those stands as well, right? All right, Nicole. Well, as we close out today's chat on consequences of being a business owner, we hope that you friends have picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this conversation and you have a friend in mind who might also find this conversation helpful, share it with them. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.